You're listening to Immaculate Conception Podcasts, recorded every Sunday at the 11 o'clock Mass at our new church located at 411 Palma Road in Columbia, Illinois. For more information about Immaculate Conception, please go to www.icc-columbia-il.us. Our pastor is Father Carl Shear. And now, enjoy the podcast. When I lived with Father Chris, whenever he passed a Jehovah Witness building, he would all out, can I get a witness? <laughs> Typical, isn't it? <laughs> if there is anything that Father Chris has, has taught us by his life, and testimony is exactly what we heard in the scriptures. Do right, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. Father Chris was not a newcomer to this ideal, but one who exemplified this as he walked the walk and talked the talk. He was not a Johnny-come-lately to that idea either, but a pastor and shepherd who treasured that the time is now. The judgment is now. So today, as we reflect on the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, which stresses for us that there is an urgency about now. How we respond here and now to others bears eternal consequences. How we love now is already a judgment upon us and already is moving us in a direction of hearing Christ say to us, Come, you who are blessed, or say to us, depart from me. There is propinquity, a nearness, a kinship about who? The person that is near us is Christ. And how we respond determines how we will be judged in the long run. The judgment is not something in the future. The judgment is now before us. So what are to be concerns that we should keep before us? Father Chris knew and uh, understood this, and he lived it and taught it to others. In particular, I'd like to bring out four points. First, God's reign is unique. 
It's the reign of a shepherd with his flock. As its shepherd, God visits the flock to take stock of the damage after it had been scattered. Taking stock is an act of judgment, of discerning need before taking action. What ensues is a rescue operation as God seeks out the sheep. For what is of first importance is the recreation of a viable community. All the prophets, especially Micah, points that God is the shepherd who will seek us out, rescue us, gather us, and strengthen us. But the fat and the strong, God will destroy. God will feed them with justice. Justice means that God holds bullies accountable. Now, this is good news. It's good news for the bullied and the bullies. For us all, God is shepherd and king. And as the Psalms continuously point out and sing about, God is indeed the shepherd, the comforter, the host, and the guide. Then this parable that we hear in Matthew focuses our attention on how Jesus himself offers some detailed descriptions about God that is worthy of our contemplation today. First, that the kingdom given to those on the right was intended for all from the beginning. The eternal fire was prepared for the devil and his angels. Secondly, there is an, an ignorance motif. Neither the right nor the left knew that Jesus was connected to the least of these in such a way. Then there's compassion. Compassion has no other motive than meeting the needs of others. And only Jesus, only Jesus determines who is on the right and who is on the left. Not the preacher and not anybody in the congregation. So let's keep that clear. Amen? Amen. Secondly, Chris would point out and say to us and ask us, who and where are the least of these? Jesus is shown to be a just judge who wants justice for his people. In fact, he will see to it that there is justice. 
Those who are listed are the people alongside whom Jesus has stood and for whom Jesus has fought and to whom Jesus has shown mercy through his ministry. The hungry, the thirsty, the stranger, the naked, the sick, and the imprisoned. Jesus deflects the glory of the heavenly kingdom for the sake of all of these. Are they all those who are oppressed? The basis for his judgment of us is whether we care for the least among us. In his encyclical, Gaudium Espes, Pope Paul VI wrote, In our times, a special obligation binds us to make ourselves the neighbor of every person without exception and of active helping him or her when he comes across our path, whether he be our old, an old person abandoned by all, a foreign laborer unjustly looked down upon, a refugee, a child born of an unlawful union and wrongly suffering for a sin that he did not commit, or a hungry person who distributes our, who disturbs our conscience by recalling the voice of the Lord that we heard in Scripture. As long as you did it for one of these least ones, you did it for me. Father Chris lived and taught us that the least among us might be the hungry, those physically hungry, but also those empty of care and love. He taught that the least among us might be the thirsty, those physically thirsty, but also those who have given up on life itself. The least among us might be a stranger, those unknown to us, but those near us whom we overlook or ignore. The least among us might be naked, those without warm clothes in the winter, but also those who open themselves to others in inappropriate ways out of desperation for acceptance. The least among us might be those who are ill, not only those diseased, but also those lacking integrity and wholeness. The least among us might be those in prison, those incarcerated by the penal system, but also those locked 
in by their own selfishness. The point, the point is not to console threatened Christians, but to motivate faithful discipleship marked by mercy and love. Least of these means all people who find themselves in a situation where they are hungry, thirsty, unwelcomed, naked, sick, or imprisoned. All are to be on high alert to care for anyone in need. Pope Paul VI continued in that encyclical. Furthermore, whatever is opposed to life itself, such as any type of murder, genocide, abortion, euthanasia, or willful self-destruction, whatever violates the integrity of the human person, such as mutilation, torments inflicted on body and mind, attempts to coerce the, the will itself, whatever insults human dignity, such as subhuman living conditions, arbitrary imprisonment, deportation, slavery, prostitution, the selling of women and children, as well as disgraceful working conditions where men are treated as mere tools for profit rather than as free and responsible persons all these things and others of their like are infamies indeed. They poison human society, but they do more harm to those who suffer from injury. Moreover, they are supreme dishonor to the Creator. Father Chris taught that at the judgment, do you picture a celebration or fearful reckoning? God will be a just judge. Did you notice that the gospel uses the word you, meaning the plural? The gospel never addresses us as individuals, giving an account for our deeds. The intention is to address the systematic treatment of the least of these. Father Chris felt that across the nation, we have not fared well. We need to fall on our knees in corporate confession. Confession is a call to action a need to address issues such as health care, immigration, world hunger, and the new forms of lynching in the penal system. Just to name a few. Naming such concerns as we reflect on this Friars Minor's life and testimony 
is unavoidable, for not doing so will surely equal us, equate us with those who asked, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked, or sick or in prison, and did not take care of you? Father Chris taught us, like others before him, one important aspect of justice involves the restoration of what has been stolen. Giving food to the hungry or clothing to the naked is not a charitable handout, but an exercise in simple justice, restoring to the poor what is rightfully theirs, what has been taken from them unjustly. So Jesus' vision is not a plea for a tax deduction donation, but a fervent cry for justice, for setting right what has gone wrong. Collective charity or corporate accountability changes social structures of injustice and replaces them with structures that benefit all people. What we do to one another matters. What we do to one another matters. I wish we would hold on to that and treasure that. And then Father Chris' life's testimony will truly live on. We are held accountable. And Father Chris taught us this sincerely. And lastly, he pointed out, love of God and love for the poor are inseparable. When and where we do we see Christ in, our, in, the, in the other? The youth acting out is Christ crying for help. The co-worker frustrated by a new computer program is Christ needing encouragement. A friend suffering from a serious illness is Christ in need of a visit and comfort. Those not in our Im immediate presence, the hungry and the homeless, the imprisoned and the alienated, the immigrant and the stranger, are also Christ begging for our care and response according to our ability. All persons are Christ for us. And how we respond determines how we will be judged. In the south side of Chicago, through the Diocese of Belleville, to friars in the Sacred Heart Province and across the nation, Father Chris challenged us to get right and to stay right. 
do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with our God as we make preparations for the judgment every moment of our lives. With the recreation of a viable community and responsibility, safe homes, and responsibility for all in our midst. We need to recreate viable communities of justice, calling for voter registration and responsibility, safe houses and churches, develop young adult leadership, mentor teens, and help protest leadership in our communities, like Father Chris did, calling for justice and peace to correct the conditions that have contributed to the injustices of others, the injuries of others. Father Chris pointed us to Jesus, not only to Jesus, but to Jesus' least of these. And Jesus blessed those who accept that challenge. Let our coming to this Friar Miner's homegoing make us better imitators of justice. Let our communion today reflect the desire to see God's kingdom come and God's will be done. Let this be a celebration of justice and peace, not only hoped for, but evidence to all who will come and taste and see the goodness of the Lord that we know. Sisters and brothers, come to the table of mercy and recognize that we have a charge to keep and a God to glorify and nothing else will matter. Amen. Amen.